So glad we're here together, noon to 2, Monday through Friday at 760 on the AM dial, WJR, all the time at thegreatvoice.com. You can get our podcast and listen to it at your convenience, thegreatvoice.com. Look for Focus with Paul W. Smith. And uh, more stories are out there. Maybe Marie and I can discuss this a little bit, but the FDA has approved an updated COVID vaccine as the cases increase, Food and Drug Administration authorizing the updated COVID-19 vaccines aimed at uh, more recent uh, viral variants. We'll see how that goes. And the U.S. sets record for billion-dollar weather disasters from storms to wildfires. It's already been a record catastrophic year for weather and climate disasters across the nation, and we still have nearly, uh, what, four months to go. So uh, that's not a record that we uh, enjoy breaking. Meanwhile, prosecutors around the country are going after drug-addicted parents whose children are being poisoned and in some cases killed by fentanyl that the parents have around the house. WJR senior news analyst Marie Osborne takes a look at this very unfortunate, sad, growing trend. Marie? Yes, Paul. And, you know, often law enforcement is reluctant to go after parents who've suffered a loss of a child because of the overwhelming grief experienced by the parents. But now as the opioid crisis escalates and claims the lives of more innocent children, prosecutors are going after the parents and in some cases charging them with murder. Some 20 states have now so-called drug-induced homicide laws, which allow prosecutors to press murder or manslaughter charges against anyone who supplies or exposes a person to drugs causing a fentanyl overdose. The laws are intended to target the drug dealer. In three counties in California, prosecutors got creative and they turned to drunk driving laws to charge parents whose kids died from fentanyl overdoses. The cases will be soon tested in court to see if they can make that uh, those charges stick. In a couple of recent cases, prosecutors say a child died after touching something with the powdery substance than touching their eyes. In one case, mm. the drug was visible on a nightstand, and in another, it was in, on the hands of a parent who had prepared a baby's bottle. Experts say fentanyl can be lethal in as little as two milligrams. How much is two milligrams, you ask? It's the weight of a mosquito. Those opposed to this type of prosecution say parents should be charged with child neglect, not murder. The parents did not intend to kill their children. Instead, they made very poor choices and they should be offered help. Why would someone defend someone who does something that leads to the death of their children. You know, when you were talking, Marie, I wrote down a note, drunk driving, kill their child. Haven't we been prosecuting drunk drivers Mm -hmm. who killed their child in the Mm -hmm. car with them? Haven't we been doing that for a very long time, I hope? Yes, yes, we have. So I don't understand why, and I'm glad you brought it up, because it shouldn't be difficult to do the same thing when people have illicit, illegal life threatening drugs laying around the house where kids can get them. 
You know, all things, and I'm certainly not going to defend drug-addicted parents here who, you know, have drugs in their home with small children at all, but things like this are nuanced, and often parents find themselves, ones who are drug-addicted, with multiple children. So your prosecutors sometimes are faced with, okay, if we charge this parent with murder, what happens to the rest of the children that are in this household? Uh, now, who, who's going to take care of them? These are co- sometimes very complicated cases. Um, I'm I'm with you 100 percent in saying these parents do need to be prosecuted, though. You 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 make a decision when you bring drugs into your house or anything uh, or a gun. Yeah. Or, or a gun. Yeah. You've made a decision there. So uh, whether, you know, you you know, you have a complex history or not, you've made that decision. So I, I believe they need to be held accountable. But, um, you know, just trying to give you both sides of the story. No, I know. That, but, you know. I, you know, the first thing I thought, Marie, and I know this is not necessarily your thought, you're telling me that the police look at the situation and say, well, geez, there are other children. We're going to take their parents away. Well, the, the first thing I thought of was, so we're going to give the parents an opportunity yeah. to kill more children? Right, right. That is definitely, you know, the the hard-driving uh, prosecutors often will say, no, we're, you lost your chance you know, your right to be a parent when you made this absolutely devastating decision to bring drugs in the household. It, it's really heartbreaking when you read some of these cases. It truly, truly is. Oh, it, how could it not be? Yep. How could it not be? But people make mistakes, and depending on the severity of the mistake, and life and death is a pretty big mistake, you pay the price, unfortunately or fortunately, and you have to be concerned about the other children in the house and other parents who will see this story and hopefully uh, either get help, which is unlikely, unfortunately, but or at least understand that they have to put these drugs where their kids can never get to them. And in that one story you said, obviously, wash their hands thoroughly whenever they use these drugs, which they shouldn't be using in the first place. Don't take me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't know that you're thinking <laughs> washing your hands when you're taking drugs. Right? No, I, but but you better, you, you better understand that that mom fixing the bottle for oh. the baby wasn't thinking of poisoning that baby, but did. I also wondered for mothers that are breastfeeding, you know, everything goes through the baby, so... You know, in a lot of these cases, children are being exposed to drugs through breast milk as well. Oh, man. And that yeah. opens up a whole other can of worms. Even if the, if the, if the baby hasn't yet been adversely affected, right. what are the long-term effects for a baby uh, suckling uh, in these, uh, in this case, fentanyl? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that anyone knows. It isn't good. We know that, but I don't know. You know what I want to know is, and I, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think you can give me an answer on this, Marie, but why are so many people in our, I'll just stay with our country, why are so many people in our country needing to give their lives a boost synthetically with drugs or alcohol and why are so many people in pain to mm-hmm. the point of every other damn commercial on television mm-hmm. has something to do with fixing pain? Who's looking at why we're in this 
set of circumstances as a country. I'm so glad you brought that up because I've wondered that myself. I've wondered why is, oh, this is going to be so unpopular, but why is there a, um, you know, pot uh, outlet on every street corner. Not that if you, if you want to do that, that's terrific, and you can go ahead and do that. But there are so many. Like, yeah. why? Why are we doing that to if ourselves? You look at the billboards along the highway. Yes. You think it's the only new the, business in it's town? It's the only business in town, right? Again, not that there's anything wrong with it. If you want to do that and do it at your house, go ahead. But I just wonder why so why much. We, why are we in that position that yeah. we need to? do that or feel that we need to exactly i don't get it either i'm glad that we're on the same page yeah on that. i wondered about it myself wjr senior news analyst marie osborne here with paul wjr